In life, our actions, outlooks, and opinions are colored by our experiences. More and more, those experiences come in the form of video games, movies, music, and other forms of media. In this show, we try to tackle the different facets of these experiences and explore how they may have affected our views on a number of topics. Welcome to Experience Points. Welcome to Experience Points. My name is Brandon. It's your boy. Your boy Lance, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Everyone knows who I am. It's your boy. Huh, interesting. You you think you're the more famous of the two of us? Uh, Is that a serious question? I mean, I I felt like I I felt like it was rhetorical in that you are definitely not. Okay, if that's what you think. <laughs> it's it's the only way that I'll sleep well at night, actually. Okay, sounds good. Oh, man. Um, what a what a wild week, you know? Um, for you, or? Yeah, yeah, specifically just for me. I mean, yeah. It was interesting. Uh, I assume you're talking about Elong, Elongate Musk. That's his full name. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense on why it's it shortened up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, not like it elongated. <laughs> God, God, get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's insane to me that he just up and decided he wanted to own Twitter. So now he owns Twitter. Yeah, I mean, whenever you're one of the top three richest people in the world, you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want, you know? Well, that's... Including buy Twitter. It's a fair point. Uh, did you see the, the price point that it went for? Was it like $42 billion, something $44 like billion. Oh, Don't sorry, leave sorry. off those extra two billies. Left off a couple bills. A couple bills. Man, if you're so rich that a bill is a billion dollars... Uh, you may have a different worldview. Eh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he has to think it's going to be profitable in the future. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people that think it's going to be primarily because he wants to run it his way and he wants, you know, quote unquote free speech on it and stuff like that so that people can't get banned. But, I mean, I think a lot of people don't understand this about the ultra rich, you know, like this, like the the top three and shit like that. Like these are like the super omega rich people. They do everything because of money. Like Elon didn't buy it because he's like, let me just drop 44 billion so that I can, you know, say whatever I want on Twitter. Uh, he, I mean... I'm sure that is a nice uh, silver lining of it, but guaranteed he sees it as a profitable investment that will make him additional billions of dollars. Yeah, and I, I, I'm i not 
in the camp that like he only bought it for the lulls or he only bought it to like uh, get the free free speech blah 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 right like he definitely bought it to make a profit just like he says whatever he wants to make a profit um, mm-hmm. so I think that they go sort of hand in hand yes he's got this platform that's going to make him you know billions more dollars he's going to get a return on his investment but now he also has a platform where he doesn't have to worry about what he's saying in order to make his profits even higher. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I feel like he didn't really worry too much anyway, you know? Like, if you ever go to Wall Street Bets, the subreddit, then you will see pretty much any time Elon ever tweets about anything at all, <laughs> there is a post on it in the stock market, for, well, not the stock market, Tesla stock will go up or down according to what he tweeted. It doesn't even matter if it's relevant to fucking money or Tesla or anything. People will read so much shit into it and it will go up or down. It's it's insanity. Yeah, well, and that gets into some like Wall Street bets is just a cesspool anyway. Um, But uh, like a lot of the stock market is all speculation anyway. So it's funny to me that one random guy can, um, I mean, not random, right? But uh, one guy can sort of influence the market in that way. Well, it's, it's scary. When, when you rich, rich, you rich, rich. That's what yeah. they say. You know, I was reading the other day. Uh, did you know that Elon Musk wasn't even a founder of Tesla? Yeah, he bought it out. Um he started out, what was it, PayPal, I think, was his kind of launch pad. And then um, pretty much ever since then, he hasn't really been innovative at all. He's just kind of bought good companies and taken over. Yeah, it is insane to me. I mean, kudos to him, I guess. Like, he made some good investments, um, and they've definitely paid off. Um, but Yeah, I mean, there's no way that you become as rich as Elon and you're not super smart. I think, I don't think a lot of people have problems with that. I think at least what the problem I have with Elon, get ready to divide all two of your viewers. Oh no. The problem I have with Elon is he comes off as a, I'm not another billionaire. I'm just a cool memer like you. Um, but in reality, he's just another billionaire. But a lot of people can't see through that facade. And so they're like, ah, oh, no, he's like, he's cool and stuff. And he's not, he's not, he's hashtag not like other billionaires and shit like that. But, you know, during the pandemic, he was forcing his employers, employees to go back faster than state and national guidelines permitted. And um, he's obviously done a lot of tax avoiding uh, to pay as, as few taxes as possible you know he just normal billionaire shit he wants to make as much profit as possible and he doesn't care at whose expense it will be at um so and i i i agree with you 100 percent on that i just want to add uh, about his like workplaces that he you know obviously is in charge of and manages and runs um there was a great quote where the i believe it's the department of labor um they came out and said that like Tesla isn't just a 
um, like hostile work environment. They didn't use that phrasing. No, they didn't use like, uh, you know, the use, the employees are agitated or anything like that. No, they said that the, the workplace was a segregated work environment, segregated, like that should say something about, uh, Elon Musk's management style. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Never heard that one. Yeah, it was a, it was an eye opener. Whenever I heard that, I was like, are you kidding me? That's the phrase that the government decided to use. Not like a random person that works there. No, like this is an official body that's saying that it's a segregated workspace. Goddamn government. Keeping Elon Musk down. I mean, they did, they, they take in our derbs. Take our derbs. Man. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, fuck Elon Musk is basically the synopsis I was trying to get to. Okay. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and, uh, yeah, let's go with, uh, Bezos. Hmm. I feel like I fuck Elon. And he's trust. not super attractive, but he's the most attractive of the three. Kill Bezos, just because he is... At least, the, here's a redeeming thing about Bezos. Bezos <laughs> doesn't pretend, right? Bezos here's a, is here's like, a redeeming thing about this very much so billionaire, yeah. like evil genius. <laughs> yeah. Bezos is 100%. Like, if he were, if he were in a superhero movie, he would be the supervillain. You know, like he's, there's no doubt about it. You know, he'd be. Listen Lex to his, his laugh alone. Like, yeah. his laugh is supervillain behavior. Yeah. But you got to give it to the guy. He doesn't pretend to be anything else. He fucking. He acts like a billionaire would. He acts like a, a super villain would. And I got to give it to him. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a fucking laser satellite that he can like launch and kill anyone at any point. I don't fucking know. He probably <laughs> can do that. So you're, so you're marrying Bill Gates. I would marry Bill Gates because Bill Gates is a tricky one. Because Bill Gates, I would say, is the most redeemable of the super rich people, you know, top 10 and stuff like that. I, I think he's still top 10 because he does a lot of humanitarian work. Um, and he does like a lot of talks on infectious diseases and he tries to educate and stuff like that. And I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, he still has a fuck ton of money that he could, I, I don't know. It's hard from the outside looking in. It's easy for me to say you can do more whenever you see that much money but i you know there's obviously a lot of difficulties with it you can't just throw money at every problem and it goes away although money does help pretty much everything uh but i i would say he's the most redeemable and i mean it's good that he um you know what's it donated or pledged away 99.9 percent of his wealth whenever he dies which is great, but I think it's kind of ironic that it's like, yeah, I'll give that away when, when I'm, I'm dead. dead. <laughs> like, dude, you can live without 99% of your wealth now. You would still be richer than fucking, like, you'd still be in the top 1% if you gave away 99% of your wealth. It's insane. Yeah. And, I mean, you have to wonder how much of that is liquid. Like, you know, can he actually get rid of that money without, like, 
putting his entire fortune in jeopardy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously a lot of it is probably invested and I don't know what the stipulations are on him giving it away his wealth whenever he dies. You know, if they just, um, sell whatever he has in the stock market or any investments he has, or, or, you know, how exactly that works. It wouldn't be the best thing, right? Because like the weird thing and the reason why the rich get richer is because once you start investing, it's a snowball effect, right? Like you get 2% on returns. And as you get 2% every year, just as an example, that's actually pretty low return rate. Um, It just exponentially gets larger each year, right? Um, so if you just like completely pull out everything and then you're like, okay, here's all my wealth and you're actually, I feel like doing a disservice because you're not getting quote unquote free money by just letting it sit there and accumulate more money. Like, I don't know, fucking stock market and investing so fucking weird. Like it's so (laughs) stupid that you could just put money somewhere and then it just makes money for (laughs) perceivably no reason. I mean, obviously it's because you're investing in these companies that do well, so they make you more money. But but perceivably, you're just putting money somewhere. You make more money. You don't do anything. You're not working. You could just stick around all day. You know, it's it's just wild to me. Well, and I, I, I think the important thing is you put money into something so that it gains perceived wealth, and then more people will buy it at a higher rate. That's, That's really what you're doing whenever you're playing with the market, right? Um, I mean, that's, that's money... As a whole, right? That's modern money as a whole is just faith in the dollar. I mean, that's that's literally all it is. Everyone believes that the dollar is worth how much it is now. But everyone stopped believing that one day. You know, it's just fucking paper at the end of the day. It's just numbers at the end of the day if you really didn't believe in it. but Hold on. Are you describing crypto? Because it feels like you're describing crypto. <laughs> that's what's wild to me that people are like crypto's you know not a real thing it's not real money because it's not paper whatever it's like dude that fucking money has been digital for so many years now like crypto isn't groundbreaking in any sense as far as the digital way (laughs) now the the chain block that's revolutionary and that's unique but like as far as money goes like that's not come on now i got i gotta stop you for just one second okay you said chain block Uh uh-huh i think it's i think it's blockchain oh sorry Blockchain. Don't want to step on your toes there. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just showing my ignorance there. Just get your get your facts straight. I'm not I'm a real Bitcoiner. Uh, that also not the phrase we use. Okay. Oh, we what do you use, guys use? Uh, uh, gangstas. I think. Is I the... do not think so. No. I it's it's coin gangstas actually. No, that's not true. That's what I call myself. I don't I, own any. I Bitcoin. believe that part. I believe that part. <laughs> um. No, I honestly, I still don't put much faith in like Bitcoin and all that stuff, mainly because like it definitely feels like a scam. And there are so many coins that legitimately are a scam. Um, I don't know if you uh, you've followed this like safe moon thing at all. Never heard of it. So uh, first off, uh, plug for later, uh, my, my uh, recommendation for this week, just a spoiler alert, is, is a, a YouTube channel. Cryptocurrency? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, to the moon, guys. We're going to the moon. All right. Um, 
get your diamond hands ready. But, um, no, so, so, uh, uh, this YouTuber, which I will talk about later, um, did this whole expose about, um, uh, safe moon. And the idea was that the funds, so like in a, in a cryptocurrency market, you have your coin and then you have like a liquidity pool so that as the coin sort of changes in value, you have something backing it up. Kind of like how whenever the dollar was created, we had uh, silver and gold reserves that equated to what the dollar was actually worth. And you could exchange one for one, right? Sure. Um, in these coin markets, you have the exact same thing where uh, most of the coin is based on either Ethereum or something like it. Um, and then you can exchange X amount of your fake coin uh, with the amount of like liquidity that you want. And then you get like real money out of it that way. Um, so SafeMoon was billed as this great thing where the liquidity pool is instantly locked and nobody can touch it. Like it's forever sealed basically. Um, and so you can't draw out money from the liquidity pool. Uh, every other uh, coin that gets shorted um, or rugged, as the as the kids say, um, is rugged by having all of that money in the liquidity pool pulled out so that the coin is literally worth nothing because there's nothing backing it up. Um, turns out SafeMoon didn't have a liquidity pool that was locked. They outright lied to their user base, um, and then it did, in fact, uh, get rugged. So... <laughs> Um, it's stuff like that that just makes me have zero faith in, uh, in the coin market, if that makes sense. Uh, yes and no. Um, I feel like you can say the same for certain currencies too, though, right? Like, like for instance, the, what's it, the ruble, the Russia currency? I mean, just as easily a... a government currency can get floored, you know. Obviously, the specific coin you referenced was seemed like an obvious scam, right? They didn't back it from the start. They were selling something that it wasn't. But, I mean, any any currency in the world, whether it be crypto or not, can be subject to just getting floored you know well and i i think with crypto the problem is there's no regulation there's no like uh governing body so to speak like with other currencies you can kind of control the value of something um through like knowledge of economics right uh with a coin anybody can spin up a uh, you know a mentor so to speak, um, and then they're now distributing this coin that they can pretend is worth money, and then it has zero value because they pull the liquidity out that people bought in with. Um, it, it's a very difficult thing to trust because you have no transparency. Honestly, I feel like it's more trustworthy to me. 
like having for these small ones no right for these small ones that you don't have the trust yet then not but like bitcoin for example i mean i trust that more than the us dollar not the value of it but the the trustworthiness of it if that makes sense so with bitcoin in the majority of uh cryptocurrencies are all cryptocurrencies i mean they're all backed by the blockchain right where this can't be affected by a third party this is just the source of truth while if you look at the us dollar for example like this last week stock market uh dropped pretty significantly i think it was like five percent for the dow or something like that and if it continues to drop or stays below then the us will just literally print more money um because they don't want their economy to go poorly so they just print more money and that's just so i don't know i that is volatile right because someone can just decide on the government side that well we're gonna print more money now um because we want the value to go well, i mean it somewhat devalues the dollar but it increases the stock market which is what is what ultimately matters even if it does increase in inflation by a bit and that's just i don't know that's bizarre to me that that's just their solution almost every time you know that's fair and you know the value of the dollar has changed significantly even in like the past 50 years right um, last year i last, don't last I don't, year was a record high of like 7.3 percent inflation or some shit like it was insane how high the inflation was last year i don't want to really think about that i i like to not get de- de- depressed you know? oh, okay sorry um, have your investments given you over seven percent? Otherwise, you've lost some money. Uh, what? What's investing? Oh, what is okay, that? Okay, gotcha. I'll yeah. talk to you later about it. Okay, thank you. Just yeah. uh, if you get a picture book for me, I think that would really help. Okay, I will. Um, but yeah, and I I will say like for big coins, there is more trust. There is more faith. Um. For smaller coins, I just hate the idea so much. Sure, sure. Um, I, I just see people getting scammed um, so often. It's it's depressing. That is uh, capitalism. If there's a way to make money, they're going to do it. That's true. And don't even get me started on NFTs. Uh, uh, how's your... How's your... What, what are they called? Portfolios? How's your portfolio? How's your apes? You got a bunch of apes? Well, I only got horny apes or whatever. Whatever. What are those called? J- jazzed apes? Oh, oh, no, that's an STD I think you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I only got that three times, so I think I'm okay. 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 That's not um, too bad. Yeah. I mean, it's treated well with antibiotics and amputation, so... Um, Good luck. <laughs> but uh yeah no i i just i think that's so funny that people have these nfts that are effectively worthless like it's you know, a link to 
a file that may or may not exist. Um, and people buy them for millions of dollars. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, um, depends on how much you want to talk about NFTs, but it, <laughs> I, I think the, the, what it boils down to isn't so much that... I think it's two things. I think, one, people are gullible, right? People are gullible. Do you see it all the time with, like, scammers? There, there's a reason why you, so many, like... There's a reason why you get so many scammer phone calls, right? Like, I still get scammer phone calls at least once a week where it just goes to my voicemail and then I'll end up deleting it later and blocking the number and all, all that. But there wouldn't be scammers calling if there weren't people falling for the scams. You know, it, it would be a waste of time. There wouldn't be these entire call centers set up for scamming if it wasn't somewhat effective, you know. So I think, one, people are gullible. And two, I think people are scared of missing out. You know, there's the FOMO factor of fear of missing out where... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't We can't say FOMO around here. Okay. No, no, it's okay. Uh, okay. I have FOMO myself, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, there's the FOMO factor. And I think a lot of it boils down to um, cryptocurrency. Like, I think that that was a big thing that, like, a lot of people kind of jumped on whenever it first came out with Bitcoin. And then after it didn't immediately skyrocket, a lot of people just didn't care anymore or they threw out hard drives or whatever. And then it skyrocketed and everyone's like, oh my God, I would have a million dollars right now if I just kept that $1 I invested before. Like I hear that story all the time, all the time. People are like, yeah, I had a wallet a long time ago and I, had like two bitcoins in it and i thought well this is worthless i mean i'm just gonna delete it or something or you know i reformatted my computer and i didn't think about it and they lost all that money and then since then and i wouldn't say that that's what started it but that was a big occurrence of you know fear missing out and then since then of course you know there's been other instances but nfts are a huge one where i think people are like this is going to be the same thing. The prices are going to skyrocket. I got to buy now, even though it's slightly more than what I think. And maybe I don't fully understand why people want it. I have to buy these because I'm going to miss millions of dollars if I don't do it. And I think yeah. that's a big, I think that's a big thing. And and they're, they're so, I'm sure that they hear the blockchain like buzzword, right? Right, right. And they're like, oh, I've got to buy it. Uh, Bitcoin was on a blockchain. So this is important. Um, and what they don't realize is it's an, uh, just a token printed onto the Ethereum blockchain. So if you bought Ethereum, you effectively, I would say for sure, would make more money that way than having an NFT of any kind. You know what I mean there? Like, yeah, that probably makes sense. True. True. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's really interesting, these technical things. I, I'm going to go slightly off topic here. I was listening to a podcast on Elizabeth. We're, we're on a podcast right now. We're on a podcast. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look up her name. Uh, go ahead and do a commercial break while I look this up. Did you uh, 
Did you get it yet? Or do I need to uh, bar? keep doing it? Keep doing it. <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. Do you know who Elizabeth Holmes is? Why does that name sound so familiar? Elizabeth Holmes is the woman who dropped out of like Harvard or Stanford. I think it was Stanford who dropped out of Stanford, but created, uh, what's it called? Theranos or something? Theranos. Yeah. Theranos, yeah. yeah. Um, created Theranos, which for anyone not aware, which I'm sure most people are by now, Theranos and, and what she created was this company that was selling a way a new way to do blood tests that would really be like a rapid blood test that would give you all the information a normal blood test would tell you, but instantly, essentially. And you know, it's 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 funny whenever I was listening to the podcast about it because I was like, you know, she basically went to her instructor and the guy's like, oh, I mean, yeah, that's a great idea, but the technology doesn't exist. And she's and just like, she's yeah, like, I'm going to I don't pretend care. <laughs> I'm an innovator, damn it. Yeah. Um, well, the, the craziest thing was she was like, yeah, all I need is like a, just a drop of your blood and I can yeah. run this test. And everybody's like, you need at least like a test tube full. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to go too much in on Elizabeth. I just want to tie it into this this whole concept of of tech and people not wanting to miss out because a really interesting thing as to why she and Theranos kind of did well and and sold a bunch was everyone was scared that she was right. And even though she couldn't prove anything, and even though people would ask continuously, we want to see tests, we want to see how this works exactly, they would go back to their CEOs, like Walgreens and CVS, they would go back to their CEOs and be like, hey, this, she can't sell us anything, they don't have anything ready to go, they can't demo us anything, they, they, they have nothing. And the CEOs basically are like, well, there's, that's too bad, we're still going to do it, we can't risk her being right, and our competitor CVS or Walgreens getting an exclusive deal with them. And then we're left out. And it's just wild to me, wild to me. All these companies went in on this because they were all afraid that someone else was going to get the edge out over them. And I feel like that's the same thing with these, this crypto and the same thing with MF NFTs. There's everyone's so afraid that they're going to be left behind. They don't want everyone else to get in on it. And then they're the ones left out. Like it's just, it's wild to me. I mean, you are a hundred percent right. Um, and I, I honestly, I think we need to do an episode of stupid inventions that never existed. Like it's like Theranos is a great example of this technology that just doesn't exist, but everybody thought it did. Yeah. Um, hey, it's a great concept. Just, uh, you know, you have to actually invent the thing, you know, <laughs> You're saying that you can't just build something based on science fiction that doesn't work and then sell it for millions? Well, you can, because she did. <laughs> and now I'm pretty sure she's facing jail time, imprisonment, something like that. Uh, um, yeah, I don't remember. I'll, 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 I'll look it up. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll update you. Oh, so, she's awaiting sentencing. Awaiting sentencing. Okay, so yeah, pretty sure... But then again, she's rich, so she's going to get some... She's rich, stuff. and she's white. So, we'll see. Like a fucking slap on the wrist. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I'm sorry. If you're def 
because she straight up defrauded people. Like, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Everyone, everyone. Yeah. She didn't tell a single truth. Everything she did was a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that just it bothers me so much. There's a great uh, interview that I listened to the other day. Um, this is probably a few months ago now, uh, where like one of her former employees, the the person who blew the whistle on her, mm-hmm. um, was like, "Yeah, I got here and I was told to run the test that the machine was told to run, and I didn't understand that." But whenever I asked, nobody would tell me why I had to run these tests. Well, that's interesting you bring that up, too. A very key thing that she did. Look, she's she wasn't dumb. And I think a lot of people will see people who get caught as being dumb. And yeah, there is some truth to that, right? Like, she did get caught. She sure. was at, at some level dumb. But she was a smart criminal. She was smart in how she set up her company. Everything was segregated. She continuously told departments, you aren't allowed to talk to this other department. Everyone is isolated. You know this. And the reasoning for it was she was like, we're, we're dealing with this cutting-edge technology. We can't risk you outing your information to another department, and then they leak it or something like that. So everyone keep all your stuff in your own departments. And then what that effectively did was no one realized that no one else knew what the fuck was going on because everyone just assumed that <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't understand, but these other people, they know, right? They, they just can't tell me. And in reality, fucking no one knew anything about anything. So I, I don't want to draw a direct comparison between the, the Theranos, you know, brilliant mind that is Elizabeth Holmes mm-hmm. and serial killer H.H. H. Holmes. But oh, I'm listening. H.H. <laughs> uh, H. Holmes, whenever he built his murder uh, hotel... Uh-huh. Um, he specifically had different groups of workers come in and he would fire the groups of workers like in waves. So nobody uh-huh. knew what his building was going to look like. Um, that's how it ended up as the maze that it was, uh, with all those extra like shoots that led nowhere and doors that didn't open and like all that other stuff. That's pretty uh, smart. That's pretty smart. Yeah, so, again, not trying to make a direct comparison at all. Same last okay. name, though. Um, I mean, again, not making the comparison, okay? Because I don't want to get sued. But um, There's going to be a lawyer that listens to this podcast. Here comes that cease and desist. You could cease and desist D's. I feel like you could make a strong enough argument that you don't have to cease and desist making our podcast because no one listens to it. You know? No, I have to go light and, and, and do me like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you. I'm just trying to keep you out of jail, man. Just trying to keep you out of jail. That's You're so nice. Yeah. I guess nobody listened to the rest of this podcast so that I don't go to prison, please. Thank there you. There we go. Um, speaking of which, I think we've come to that time in the episode where we give our recommendations. Okay. Um, Lance, what recommendations do you have? Okay. Oh have boy. you ever heard? You had to clear your throat for this one, so I can only imagine how good this is. you ever heard of a little indie show I like to call It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? What is... Sorry, what's, what's the show? It's Always Rainy in Kentucky? It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead and give me the, the elevator pitch here. 
I will not, because this isn't a recommendation for that. It's a recommendation <laughs> for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. Oh, you got me with I the Uno reverse card. I tricked you. <laughs> uh, uh, are you aware of the podcast? So I've, I've seen clips and I'm vaguely aware. Why don't you give me a little spiel? Um, okay, so, you know, always sunny. Um, I, I do. We've yes. established this. <laughs> yes. So Glenn, who is Dennis on the show, Charlie, who is Charlie on the show, and uh, what's Mac's real name? Uh, Rob McElhinney. Rob, yeah. And Rob. Um, have have started this Always Sunny podcast. It's been on for three or four months now. It's on YouTube, or uh, they do. They've started doing video podcasts, which is exponentially funnier. Um, <laughs> I mean, the audio part is good. Uh, it's just whenever they started doing video, and you kind of see their mannerisms and stuff, and you're like, I hold on. Let, let me just ask this: Who of those three do you think is most like their character? Oh, oh, for sure, Charlie. I thought that too. I always thought Charlie is most like his character. It's actually it's really Glenn. Yeah, <laughs> yep. He is like he'll be talking about something, and you could hear his rage in his voice. Like he's a lot calmer about it, but you can hear it. Like it, like legitimately is affecting him, and he's legitimately mad by this like mundane detail or something. And it's like it seems like you're listening to like a muted Dennis. Like Dennis is just like a, <laughs> a heightened version of himself. And it, it's, it's really entertaining. And the same with Mac, like the Mac, I, w- I never really thought it was similar to him, but Rob like talks about his insecurities and stuff like this. And it's like, damn, this sounds just like fucking Mac. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it's, I always thought Charlie was the closest, and then it, it was after listening to it, I was like, "Never mind, it's Dennis." Well, and you um, know, these guys are in the writing room every day, writing for their characters. That's right? true. That's so, true. Yeah. That's how true. much of this is them projecting themselves onto the character, and how much is it like the character ingraining into themselves after fifteen years? I I think it's probably the former. And my reasoning for it is because early on, these weren't their characters, right? Season one, season two, they were a lot more toned down. Fair. And then as they started going and as they started finding their identity on the show and kind of what they were wanting to do, I feel like they kind of were a lot looser with what they were doing. And that's why I think that some of their own personalities started coming out. Like a lot of a lot of things that happen on the show happened in real life to them or of some extent. And then they made the, like an episode about it. Like for example, (laughs) the Dennis serial episode was based off real life, (laughs) real life event of Glenn. And they were like, let's make an episode about it. And that's just fucking hilarious to me. Cause who the fuck eats cereal in a goddamn car? Like that is just, insanity to me glenn howerton obviously (laughs) eats cereal in his car (laughs) um but so that the way that they do the format is like every episode of the podcast is titled the same title of the the show you know like season one episode one is the first episode of the podcast etc etc and the, the they 
are doing it to one, you know, kind of watch through um, for themselves so that they can kind of see what they did in the early days and kind of, you know, revisit what they thought they did right and what they thought they did wrong and things like that. But also to talk about those episodes. But you have to think about the three people who are doing it. And it ultimately ends up with like 5% of the episode being about talking about the episodes and the rest of it, them just fucking bullshitting the entire time because they lose track <laughs> of what they're talking about immediately. So it's, it is highly entertaining. If you like always sunny, I definitely recommend it. Um, it is as entertaining as an always sunny episode, if that tells you anything. So if you can sit there and watch always sunny, you can sit there and watch this podcast and it'll be, in my opinion, just as entertaining. And okay, well, I think I may legitimately check this out. I don't listen to any of your recommendations. I pretend like I do on the show and then, right, right. you know, I, I go home and I don't. Um, I listened to your stupid song people last week and I did not like them. That is not surprising at Who all. Was it? What was their name? Uh, Apes of the State. I don't yeah. like it. I listened That's to their top five songs on spotify you know how it like shows your top five yeah and then after the fifth i was like well if that's their best five it's all downhill from here so i guess i'm out <laughs> wow i mean hey you know it's not for everyone uh obviously i'm i'm a punk kid so that's that's where my heart is um it's just that's just the music i'm into right now take so. it easy punk Ooh. Ooh all right what's your recommendation hit me is it a good one is it another okay. stupid artist so Lance, okay. one thing that you should know about me is I like to learn things, okay? Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm the fastest learner. Uh, Pretty dumb in all categories, but... Uh, I like where this is going. But I do like shows that make me think about the world in general, you know? Um, and so I stumbled across a YouTube channel where this guy is really just explaining the world of crypto and NFTs and all this stuff. Uh, the method that he uses for explaining them is literally writing writing and like producing exposes on people that are assholes and like pull the rug out from people who are, are trying to invest in these things. Um, tons of great content. Um, I think he's doing a public service on, on all of this. Uh, his, his channel is CoffeeZilla. Um, is that Coffeezilla or Copyzilla? Coffee, as in the drink, the beverage. As in, um, better not talk to me before I get my cup of coffee in the morning. Or else I'm going to be a real Coffeezilla. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got um, he's got this sort of noir, uh, like uh, cyberpunk sort of styling to his uh, episodes. Um so it feels like sort of a, uh, bringing you into another world to talk about some, you know, deplorable person that's in our world almost. Um, he's just really upped his production value a lot here in the past, like three months. Um, added some like CG and stuff to like really bring in new viewers. I think he's doing a great job. Um, he's very thorough. Um, isn't afraid to take risks. Like he has targeted uh, one of his people that he, he uh, talked about was, was um, ice Poseidon, which is a pretty famous ah. uh, streamer. You hear about uh, the shit that he did. Dude. 
Uh, did you ever? Are you a big Twitcher or no? Uh, I've I've recently started getting into Twitch, so. Okay, um, so you weren't there with the height of Ice Poseidon. No, but I'm aware of what his style is okay. and why he was famous. Okay. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Ice Poseidon was a an IRL streamer for the most part, um, and would get raided or swatted constantly, arguably too many times for it to be a coincidence. Like people were either targeting him or he was paying people to target him for swats. Like no, 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 he definitely no. If you ever watched Ice Poseidon, you would know. Like, some people, you're like, oh, this person, Casey Tron. Casey Tron's a great example. Do you know Casey Tron? No. Okay, Casey Tron is a, uh, I will be sexist and say a typical boob, booby streamer. But okay. she knows she she's not dumb, right? She acts dumb on stream, and she, like, really plays it up, and she shows a lot of cleavage, and she does things like... You know, oops, I dropped my pen. I got to pick it up or whatever. You know, acting like she doesn't T- understand what she's typical doing. Typical e-girl stuff. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But she it's all 100% an act because she knows it gets her money. Like she has done podcasts and interviews and her voice is entirely different. She, town, she sounds highly intelligent. Like she's, it is 100% an act. And I, and I respect her for it. Ice Poseidon on the other side is a fucking idiot. Like, he is the <laughs> definition of this dude has rocks for brains. Like, it is insane how stupid he is. It's not surprising how many times he got swatted. It's surprising that he lived through all of it. Because I would have thought he would have, like, I don't know, fucking tried to pull something on the cops or something, you know, because he's an idiot. And I don't know. If, if you ever... The reason why he had the following he had was because he was so stupid, because people were just fascinated by the things he would say or fascinated by the things he would do, because it's just like, dude, what what are you what are you doing? This is insanity. So yeah, I, I, I would be interested to watch that video he does of Ice Poseidon because it it was it was no surprise when he got removed from Twitch, <laughs> and I have no idea what he's been doing now, but So probably the, nothing good. Title of the video semi spoils sort of what Ice Poseidon did. So I do want to give a little bit of frame of reference so that we're not having some blue balls going into this. Uh, but uh, Ice Poseidon scammed his uh, his subscribers out of five hundred thousand dollars using cryptocurrency. Um, basically, rugged them and then pretended like he didn't do anything wrong um, while. In Coffee's video, you kind of see that is not exactly what happened. There's so much worse. Like, he really was bottom of the barrel, dirtbag moments, um, and he even admits to it. He, he goes on camera with, with, uh, with CoffeeZilla and, and admits to all of it. So uh, it's pretty great. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's our recommendations, and I think that leads us to the end of the episode. Um, I'll say follow us on social media if there still is one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you're not going to get taken off Twitter now. You're good now. Exactly. Yeah, actually, you, you know what? Whatever gonna, ridiculous shit you want to say. I'm just going to say boobies like 15 I times. I think that was allowed previously. Oh, 
but am I allowed to show my boobies though? I'm pretty sure that was also allowed previously. Weird. Okay, then why did why did Elon buy this? <laughs> uh, it's not for that. It's for <laughs> saying other stuff. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Inflammatory like calling comments, certain yeah. people pedophiles that are heroes, literal heroes. Literal, not figurative. No, you heard you heard of that, right? I know about his uh, his spat with Bill Gates. I think that was what you're talking about. No, no, no. So the the guy. Do you remember many a moon ago when? There were these kids that were stuck in a cave in like Taiwan or something oh. like that, I want to say. And then yeah. this, a lot of divers couldn't make the dive because it was too dangerous. And then this one guy ultimately did it um, and saved all their lives and all that kind of shit. And then Elon being Elon, I don't know, the guy slighted him somehow, like probably saying he's a piece of shit for, you know, being Elon or some shit. Who knows? He surely deserved it. Anyway, um, Elon was like, well, we all know what guys go to uh, Thailand for or some shit like that, uh, implying that he was a pedophile for going to Thailand to save the boys when he literally literally was a hero of the country by saving them. Like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) But now you can say that. It's okay because he owns Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I will go on there and just say i can't i can't go call people i can't pedophiles. even make the joke i can't go, even do go it call people pedophiles i you you know i just all right stay tuned for next week where i may or may not call lance a pedophile oh what what not me what the fuck bye guys god damn it <laughs>